Hello there, listener. Yes, you specifically. You should know that sometimes, due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode descriptions for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this podcast is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content, so if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement, because we are going down with these ships. Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It's a Harry Potter ship culture podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Megs. And this week we have a special guest with us. Yes, we do. (laughs) It's Nathan and my really good friend, Fee, a.k.a. Phenomenal Asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm on a game show. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Hello. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. And the reason that you're here with us this episode is because we're going to be talking all about Hagrid. Because by the time this airs, it will be his birthday. So, synergy. Synergy. That's what we're about mm-hmm. this week. Happy birthday, Hagrid. Yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What does he turn today? What's... What oh is, gosh! What is his birthday? What is he in giant years? Are they the same as human years? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess him being half wizard, half giant. Like, do giants live even longer than wizards do? So then, is he like extra long living, even though wizards already live an extra long time? I don't know. I mean, he looks great for whatever the heck is Asian <laughs> yeah. in the movies. I feel like we don't get a proper indication of giant lifespan because the implication no. is they all kill each other really exactly quickly. i was gonna say i was like it's mm. yeah if you if you go off of life expectancy because of murder that's yeah. <laughs> like yeah. homicide yeah. and genocide i'm like i don't think that that's an easy telltale of the potential yeah um so we are talking about hagrid this week because we were talking about ships and who we ship with hagrid and the conclusion we came to i think we mutually agreed was that hagrid is just such a cool character that we ship him with everyone mm-hmm. basically yes. <laughs> who doesn't want to be wrapped in those big furry arms <laughs> I, know, I know speaking of i'm already going there because i cannot help myself so i had a huge hagrid squick like i could not see him slash anybody like i just like i couldn't think about it i don't know whether it was because of his giantness or what or or the beard or the the fact that he just like i just don't know what the reasons were but I was like oh I can't think of Hagrid with anybody and then what was it last year's rare pair fest someone wrote a fic that was oh, Harry I wonder who this could be I know Harry <laughs> slash Hagrid and of course I'm just like I don't know what compelled me to read it besides maybe the fact that it listed a bajillion kinks that made me go okay you have to read this <laughs> 
and I, I that squick is officially gone um mm-hmm. and to play off of what nathan said literally i think in like your author notes is like yeah he says i love you right away because let's be real it's hagrid he loves everybody <laughs> <laughs> among friends you just say it and hagrid just loves but of course part of me is like he loves harry most though obviously <laughs> But yeah, um, what is it? Oh gosh, I can't even. What's big and warm and gives great hugs? Is that that's what it's exactly called? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so everyone needs to read it. Obviously, it's <laughs> amazing. I just can't. I can't even get started on the feelings I had listening to that at work. <laughs> so it was so good, so good. Loved it. So then, literally, that just blew that away. Now I'm totally fine with the wildest Hagrid pairings, and I'm sure we'll get into those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all those things that you say that like would be reasons to be squicked from Hagrid, like those are all the reasons why I would love to be. With I know, like, I know, I know. The yeah. hairy, the big, like the all the all the good things. <laughs> And I think for a lot of people, that's why you want to read Hagrid slash somebody's because mm-hmm. he's like an excellent stand <laughs> for mm-hmm. size kink, for daddy kink, for, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. just big hairy men that want to wrap you in their love kink. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes. But they're super fluffy. Like you could also write him being like, yes. obviously, you know, like, oh, yeah, I want to be taken by this daddy. But then also yeah. it's like he's just so genuine. Like sometimes it's misplaced and misunderstood, but it's like, but he genuinely cares and just wants, mm-hmm. you know, to love and what's best for everybody and is very, you know, conscious and things. And it's just, exactly yeah. like in yeah. canon. Yes, for sure. That's how Hagrid is in canon. But a yeah. lot of the fix that I read before I wrote before I wrote my Hagrid slash Harry it was all the fix with Hagrid it was just an excuse to to get railed and and none of it was the Hagrid yeah to have him destroy someone yeah exactly <laughs> and none of it was like the loving kind yeah ma- paternal figure maternal figure of Hagrid that I love from the books and the yes. movies it was all just like hey I I <laughs> I want to see this. Yeah. And so reading it, it wasn't as satisfying to me because there was none of that emotional aspect of Haggard. It was just the physicality. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I wrote I wrote what I wanted to read. And yes. I wrote Haggard with the size, fun, sexiness, yes. and so the emotional connection. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was what I needed. Yes, and that's what I needed. I feel like if I had read a different one, like it wouldn't have changed anything for me. Like exactly what you said. I'm just like, okay, this is just, it's literally, you know, just porn. Like someone just yeah. wants this porn yeah. with this giant man. Which is say. legit. Sometimes you but, need that. Yeah, but like <laughs> yours wasn't filthy until it was. Like it was, like it was. Until it was. It was just, I love it was that. Very well, filthy. I- it was it's true though it's true it was like super sweet and wholesome like the end of the war they're fixing the castle everyone needs therapy Mm -hmm. i mean it's like really deep i listened i was like rereading it and i'm like oh my god this is really heavy and then all of a sudden it's like and then there's haggard and harry are there for each other and it's like yes physical stuff happens but it's what's you know keeping them together and safe and feeling good and i'm just like i love that i love it so much well i just feel like so much of haggard's character is that emotionally wholesome heart on the sleeve guy mm-hmm. I always felt like if Hagrid hurt you during sex it's definitely accidental mm-hmm. because he doesn't know his own strength <laughs> and I just sort of 
Well, I, I just sort of feel like so much of Hagrid's character is the the child that never grew up. Or he did grow up to a certain extent, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's this big, beefy guy. Mm-hmm. But right. Physically. Yeah, physically. <laughs> yeah. But he also is just this incredibly sweet, nurturing lover of animals. Not in that way. Maybe. <laughs> but Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So we, we've already gone there. So, okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. But, well, anyway, uh-huh. I was going to make a wholesome point and no one's going to believe me now because, because I, I've, I've, I've done the slip. But, my, but my point was is that if you need a if you need a placeholder for wholesomeness and just genuine like moral good and sweetness and kindness, you go to Hagrid, which is why it confuses me in so much fanfic whenever Hagrid is just this leather daddy. Exactly, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because he has the bike that he got from Sirius, so I can sort of yeah. see mm-hmm. it as well. And you know, really, who knows what. Hagrid keeps in his jacket you know that's a it's a fair um, keeps a question. lot in there I mean he pulls out a freaking kettle and like chipped yeah. mugs and stuff like he's got <laughs> stuff in there <laughs> mm-hmm. for every occasion ready for anything <laughs> so Fee just uh wiggled her eyebrows <laughs> for the listeners that um for the mm-hmm. listeners that aren't seeing this on Patreon so can't get the delicious video of our faces but um, also, in the section that I didn't speak just previously, it's because I was laughing so much that mm-hmm. I <laughs> and everything that was being said. So if I go quiet in this episode, just know that I'm wetting myself. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, Nathan. <laughs> it's what the listeners expect from me at this stage. We, we, we've built up a rapport. People know what they're getting from me. Mm-hmm. And I just... I feel like I owe it to the listeners to to have that visceral description of exactly what's going on with me. <laughs> okay. I'm, oh my god. So so my question is, should we start wholesome and progressively get worse or dare I start worse and then see what happens later? <laughs> I mean, I think you just go with what you want to say and we'll we'll work with that. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, of course, Immediately, I just think of literally episode one when we talk about both one Hagrid and his mm-hmm. wand. Like, what kind yeah. of magic happens when it comes to oh the umbrella? And <laughs> what not? I mean, just oh gosh, that's that, that like started everything for me, honestly. But uh, like when it comes to size kink, I can't, I cannot get. Um, I blame my husband. Um, <laughs> Yep, I know it's coming. Maybe Zach should guest on this podcast. I know, Can we I get, know, get I Zach know. on here one day? <laughs> Make him accountable for what he's done. <laughs> yes, yes. Answer for your crimes. Like his, his many, his many Hagrid crimes. Let me tell you. Um, no, but uh, Dobgrid. So Dob. Oh my god. Hagrid. The crackiest of crack ships. Come on. <laughs> So I have to know, so I have to know, for Dobby slash Hagrid, is an enchantment put on Dobby to make him sort of equal size? Or uh, or are they... That would be terrifying. I mean... (laughs) Yes, it would. A giant-sized Dobby? Oh, God. Those ears and the face and the eyes. Just imagine those eyes. (laughs) 
you know but you <laughs> So part of me is like, you know, can see from the aspect of like, hey, it's in Fee's fic. Like for the longest time, Hagrid's like, no, I'm not going to like, you know, we're not going to go that far because I'll hurt you situation. And Harry's just like, no, I I need this. Like I'm going to make this happen. But so maybe maybe for Hagrid and Dobby, it's genuinely like it's physical to the point that they can manage without it mm-hmm. literally doing like potentially fatal harm. To oh my God. <laughs> but you know, you know that the house elves, okay, the house elves have their own weird brand of magic. That's true. And you know that they have been, there's no way that they haven't been used sexually in some instances, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've got yeah. to have their own magical tools and tricks Stuff. and you know their own little <laughs> toolbox of okay honey now that you're gonna be a be a house elf in so-and-so's house you need to learn how to <laughs> oh, no. you, need- <laughs> you need to learn how to cast lube so so the talk with your house elf parent is very different from that with uh with the human parent to parent <laughs> well i mean because they already have any number of awkward morally ambiguous slave dynamics that's literally what they are and we're told that they're conditioned to enjoy their slavery they have that stockholm syndrome so i could yeah i i absolutely agree that there could be any number of awkward house elf conversations happening around god yeah (laughs) yeah it's so it's... what I'm saying is, <laughs> continue, yes, oh, yes, God. continue the point. Not to have the sad, depressing part of this conversation, but I mean is, if Hagrid and Dobby wanted to do it, Dobby knows what he's doing. Okay, that's fair, that's fair, yeah. He can make it happen, mm-hmm. whatever he needs to do, he is well equipped to handle the situation. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry, I t- <laughs> My bad. No, my bad for bringing it up in the first place. Dude, all you can edit this out if you if you want to, but all I can literally think of now is Master has given Dobby a cock. <laughs> yeah, that'll be your little outro, duper doop. Yeah. Nothing weird was just edited out, you guys. Like, we swear. Nothing weird was just removed from this. Okay. I have some thoughts. Okay. So, I feel like fandom in general is split about, like, being Hagrid, pro-Hagrid, because he's loving and kind and the -hmm. parental figure that Harry never had, and being, like, anti-Hagrid because... He's reckless and puts people in danger and makes poor decisions mm-hmm. and is a big, stupid, oafy guy. Like, I feel like both of those things are in canon mm-hmm. and don't yeah. know what your thoughts are on, like, where's the real Hagrid? Yeah, I definitely, I can see how people, well, it's it's same thing, especially with fanfic. It's like people will have, um, like, their personalities and things in canon and for a lot of us, it, it literally is taking the aspects we like about said character and playing off of that and ignoring the other yep. side of things. So I can see why exactly that split happens where it is. Um, but I think that there's something to be said about the reason why he is that all-encompassing because sometimes when you're overly like optimistic or 
it just he's just a, I mean he's relatively oblivious right like he thinks the best mm-hmm. in people and to the point of yeah. recklessness and danger but that's just who mm-hmm. he is like he he I'm trying to think like even though he's probably had plenty of aspects of his life where like he would have like lost trust in someone like I mean who knows what potentially his relationship was with Tom Riddle back in school mm-hmm. prior to being you know him being framed and expelled and then how did he you know, it. you don't feel, aside from him knowing he's Voldemort and being anti-Voldemort, you never really hear Hagrid's story as far as, like, what trauma that brought to him having been expelled, even though he was technically kept on and was at school. Well, it reminds me of, here I go, it makes me think, it makes me think of Snape. Imagine that, of him Of course being, it does. Continue. <laughs> him staying in the place in which, like, a real trauma happens. Like, i.e., his wand gets snapped in half and he's kicked out of school. His dad is gone. He has nobody. And now he's just this 13, you know, 13 or 14-year-old kid living in potentially a hut at that point. Like, just it just seems so unrealistic and also really sad and i just i want to know what hagrid mm-hmm. being the extremely sensitive person that he is like how he was able to go from 13 to who we see like in yeah. the books and like that growth and the fact that he can remain so positive optimistic yeah. open hearted like he genuinely either just doesn't i don't i don't know from the aspect of maybe it's a giant thing like maybe giants just aren't programmed to have like I have like more limited like emotional spans, even though but the part human will come out sometimes. Like obviously there yeah. are times where he's just overwhelmed with feelings and is just crying over things yeah. that other people would be like, Why are you crying about this? Um, but but yeah, I feel like there's just so much to Hagrid we don't know that we don't mm-hmm. see that I'm just I, I, sitting now. I'm trying to think what what happened to him. How did he how did he get through that? Like I don't know. What was it because Dumbledore did that for him, and maybe he became the the kind of sorta what Dumbledore tried to be for Harry, like being a a support adult or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know because he has a lot of love and respect for Dumbledore. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I don't know that whole thing is just is just kind of weird i don't know it just is but maybe that's why he makes poor decisions because when he has to decision make he reverts to that 13 year old kid or however (laughs) old he was at the time when this separation anxiety happened to him and you're right really his only adult role model is dumbledore and we all know how morally sus (laughs) dumbledore Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so yeah, he has this love and respect for Dumbledore, but it's not coming from a place of the man is morally indefatigable or unassailable. It's coming from a place of this was the only person who was here for me. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. sad in and of itself. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I guess people compartmentalize fanfic characters an awful lot because they need to have them act a certain way for the story that they want to write Mm -hmm. which is sometimes why you don't get characters that are fully rounded out in fanfic Mm -hmm. i definitely prefer when they're emotionally complex i guess that's why you like snape so much because he is such a a Mm -hmm. morally gray character Mm -hmm. but also there's all of this emotional baggage that's informing his decision making and informing the way he behaves to people and i feel like the, the same sort of forces act on Hagrid as Uh well 
but he just doesn't deploy them in a, a, you know, a snide, malevolent, Machiavellian way. He's very much more impulsive and, uh, you know, heart-driven. And yeah, that can lead him to be irresponsible and Mm short-sighted. But I think I'm in the forgive Hagrid camp for that because Mm -hmm. if you've never had the role model that says, no, this is what boundaries are, Hagrid. This Uh. is how you are. This is how you behave in a safe, responsible way. How can anybody be expected to act differently? Mm -hmm. And when I think of Hagrid and his relationship with like magical creatures, I Mm. feel like a lot of that aspect is him trying to find potentially a forced friendship with like another creature because it's like either you know it's like oh I feed them they come to me I you know like I just having a relationship with an animal same thing for pets it's like we get Mm -hmm. an emotional bond with a pet that we receive that's more difficult with a human connection so I could see him being really lonely especially at you know younger times he obviously finds Aragog and gets him a wife and you know whatever (laughs) and they're living in the forest and so he obviously goes and hangs out with his dude Aragog like in the forest Mm -hmm. and whatever and he helps you know take care of the magical creatures and eventually becomes the teacher which is also really bad like just but they're always but they're obviously super good at hiring teachers at Hogwarts Mm. so there we go but um, I mean like he replaces Professor Kettleburn who literally leaves to quote spend more time with his remaining limbs Mm -hmm. so you know it's not necessarily a very high profile or esteemed position to be Mm -hmm. in if at the end of the job you could just be like oh well i have an arm and a leg left let's let's make the most of those things time to retire yep Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i i think there is so as much as like was it a good decision for him to be hired haggard is still really smart like he's Mm -hmm. got to be because he was expelled from school his wand was snapped but we still see him do like really advanced magic um like he half transfigures dudley in the first book gives him a tail without using words like he doesn't cast a spell that's a wandless yeah a wordless spell that he does Mm -hmm. which is like that's another conversation about haggard making poor choices um (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like the things that he's able to do even even shooting the little boat along away from the hut on the rock like yeah that's another wordless spell that he just does and Mm -hmm. i don't know so i think to you have to recognize that there there is a lot of mm, even if it's not like the common sense sense of smartness he still has intelligence and ability, powerful magical ability, especially mm-hmm. to even use a broken wand. Like mm-hmm. we've seen what happens with broken wands in the books. They don't work and they right. backfire. Yes, and it's a bad problems news. happen. Mm-hmm. So to be able to make what whatever Control is inside it. that umbrella yeah. work yeah. for him, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's everywhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if literally he's kind of, especially at a younger age, was kind of a lurker, like watching and like pining for the magical ability of other students and either them like practicing magic. And then he's like, you know, like Draco, what is it? Draco Malfoy um, jokes about him like getting drunk and setting fire to his hut. But well, maybe when he was younger, he did do that. Like not necessarily got drunk, but like was like playing around with spells. And then because he had to be self-taught. Yeah, that's the thing. He had to do all that himself and figure it out. And yeah. What if what if he lived in the castle? 
And then he kept doing stuff, and, and Dumbledore's like, dude, I can't keep covering up for you. Like, we're going to put you in a hut on the grounds. <laughs> we got to get you away from everybody. See, the funniest oh. thing about that analogy in my head is Dumbledore saying, dude. Dude, I, I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get my head around that. But Ruby, also... my dude. <laughs> Ruby, my dude. Ruby, my dude. <laughs> Listen, Swagrid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, in my head canon, they go to snap his wand, but Dumbledore does like a switcheroo thing. So they actually snap this like fake wand or like whatever. A twig or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they and that he's transfigured to look like Hagrid's wand, and then mm-hmm. they keep the original wand, but it's hidden in the umbrella, and that's how he can continue to use it. You know, yeah. we know that Dumbledore has the Elder Wand, right? Like, yeah. which is the only one that can repair repair wands. wands. So he could conceivably have repaired the broken wand for Hagrid. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I can't believe I never put two and two together. You I didn't. So either. this was a meta that I read on Tumblr. Don't even. <laughs> oh my god! Put two and two together. <laughs> Oh, I mean, gosh. I just, I never even realized that until you just said it. You're a sage, wise guest. Mm-hmm. You need to come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miss, like, I only read the books once and I'm not going to know anything. And it's, I'm like, look at, look okay. at you. Look at you. <laughs> okay. Because of that, because I am a fan fiction reader first and a Harry Potter fan, like, uh, 12th or something. Before. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I had to do all this research to feel prepared so that I could like keep up with you guys. I read a lot of metas on Tumblr. There's one that I even want to talk about because it is heavy duty. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So you remember the Jar Jar is a Sith Lord? Yes. Meta. There is definitely a Haggard is a Death Eater meta as well. And at first you're like, oh, really? Really? Would you even? No, 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 no. Yeah. The, you'll have to like link it in the show notes or something because it is like a heavy duty takedown of everything that Haggard has done that shows that he is a Death Eater. I'm happy to go into it if you wish. Or <gasps> yes, we can just please. Like, Let's please do, this. do that. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will summarize as best as I can. I don't need this to be like a 30 minute thing. But okay, first of all, when he gets to the hut on the rock at the very first book, right? Mm-hmm. He tells yeah. Harry that he flew there. We know Hagrid can't fly on a broomstick. We know Hagrid's too heavy for a Thestral. We know he didn't have the motorbike at that time. Mm-hmm. How did Harry? Fl- how, how did Hagrid fly there? Um, one suggestion <laughs> would be that it is because he was taught unaided flight by Voldemort, just like he taught Snape how to do unaided flight to like fly around. Hagrid just says, "Yeah, I flew here," and like they don't touch it again. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because well, because technically he <laughs> does have the bike, but if he because he had it to take Harry to. You know, at yes. one years old or whatever. However, but it's certainly not there at the rock. But yes, exactly. But he didn't take it mm-hmm. to come get him, which mm-hmm. would make sense. Like, ha- okay, mm-hmm. now Hagrid, my dude, why didn't you use your damn motorbike? <laughs> but maybe the invisibility cloak is thrown over the motorbike and then left there as they leave. <laughs> like he'd have to come back to get it eventually. Yeah, I don't know. I'd- anyway. Just one thing yeah. to think about. Okay. One little facet. Yes, I hear you. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. The one more thing would be like his uh, casual cruelty to the muggles, the Dursleys, while they're like, that's 
like mm-hmm. kind of a big deal and not a cool thing to like transform yeah. you're someone who was rude to you right. into a pig because you can like yeah Hagrid says yeah I lost my temper sorry but like really yeah he's the only one you really see do anything like that besides yes. Moody who yeah. we know Moody wasn't actually Moody Moody was a death eater so yeah. yeah there you go anyway um some people could say in the in the argument that Hagrid is a death eater that all of the bad decisions he makes aren't just bumbling foolish really who's gonna take kids to do detention in the forbidden forest it's like mm-hmm. Uh, a Death Eater is going to take kids to do detention in the Forbidden Forest. Mm-hmm. A Death Eater is going to let two kids wander away with his cowardly dog to find mm-hmm. Voldemort, who just happens to be around. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's there's when if you do like a careful reading of the books, which is what this guy did, was like, huh, I need to go back and see. I think he was yeah. even looking for something else at the time. Like he was rereading to see Snape's redemption story. And he yeah. was like, wait, all of this stuff about Hagrid, like Hagrid hangs out with Moody for no apparent reason. Um, mm-hmm. when Moody is there and let's see, even like at the end in the battle of the Voldemort battle, like he, <laughs> I'm not very good at explaining this. That's okay. It's like seriously, like a 50 page dissertation that he did on this. Oh, I'm sure. But there are just so many things of like, well, how did he get to the battle of Hogwarts at that exact right time? He doesn't even fight anybody. He just gets carried away by the spiders, the spiders that were supposed to eat him. Like, he right. spent all that time in the books after Aragog died. Like, yeah, there no one should go around there. They're gonna eat you. I don't even know how I got that thing apart. Like, and then and he's there in, with the Death Eaters. Yeah. I mean, he watches yeah. Harry die. Not that he wouldn't care. Yeah, that. But that's Harry, why was he even alive? I why know didn't they kill him immediately because that's right. what Voldemort was saying at the Battle of Hogwarts: kill all his friend, keep the boy, bring him to me, whatever. Like, right. They didn't care how many people he died, but they didn't kill Hagrid. Yeah. And then even then, when Hagrid is carrying Harry back to the Hogwarts castle, like. Why would Hagrid even listen to him? Like, pick him up, put his glasses on. Like, Hagrid yeah. didn't show fight him back. off. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't fly off the handle. He didn't do anything. He was just like, okay, yeah, I can yeah. do that. Oof. But isn't it established as well that because he's part giant, curses bounce off Hagrid? The stunners um, and stuff. Yes, definitely. I don't yeah. know anything more about like killing curses or anything yeah. like that. Hmm. I'm assuming it would have to be. You'd have to have several shot at him at once for that to Mm -hmm. work um because the i'm thinking of the scene in the fifth book Mm -hmm. where mcgonagall is uh stunned by i think it's ministry employees and hagrid is yeah because they're they're trying to take isn't it hagrid they're coming for to like take him to azkaban and then she goes out and is like what the heck you're doing here and they all stun her yeah yeah um and hagrid's been in azkaban as well Mm-hmm. which is also potential Death Eater credential. And mm-hmm. also, when Bellatrix burns his hut, doesn't touch him. Mm-hmm. Has ample opportunity to just confront Hagrid. Yeah, Even in like the, the Seven Potters flight away, like Hagrid, enormous giant half giant Hagrid, doesn't get touched at all. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't get hit. He doesn't... All he does is, Harry! Harry, he's right here! Harry, yeah, this is the right, right one! <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Just... Right, yeah, literally yelling, Harry, are you yeah. okay? Are you holding yeah. on? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things, like whether or not it was intentional, there's right. a lot of stuff that you can like, you that know, stuff feel is, back. That's and... fun. Yeah, for sure. Or even like how he, how did he get to Godric's Hollow to get, ha- to get Harry out of there? Like, mm-hmm. 
why he got there before the muggles were gathering around like right how? and he got and right well because and he says dumbledore sent him to yeah. Sirius, because even Sirius gets there and he's like, here, give him to me. I'm his godfather. He's like, no, Dumbledore tells me to whatever. Like, when did Dumbledore tell you what to do with Harry? Or mm-hmm. did, like, Dumbledore somehow find out you were there? And then Hagrid either coming up with some reason, like, oh, I was just in the area and yeah. I heard a boom. Like, I just like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, what was Hagrid doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why Hagrid? Why Hagrid? Because even McGonagall says, it's like, what? Like, really? Hagrid? Why? Like, everyone sane thinks, like, why would it Why would it be him? So. But they all, everybody has this weird um, effect around Dumbledore, where as soon as Dumbledore trusts somebody, that mm. makes them unimpeachable. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he says something like, oh, Professor, I would trust Hagrid with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just supposed to leave it at that. Like, right. just because Dumbledore trusts someone, that that's fine. But yeah. we also know that Dumbledore doesn't necessarily make good decisions about yep. people. So why are we taking Dumbledore at yeah. his word? Mm-hmm. Maybe this needs... Well, maybe we need to have a Dumbledore episode <laughs> where, I, where I'll just rant for like an hour and a half. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think of him... You know, of course, Harry over and over and over again is like, how can you trust Snape? How can you trust Snape? And he's just like, that's between me and Professor Snape. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, that's it. It's just like, you know? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Well, if you think about how... If Dumbledore is trying to do the same kind of manipulative i want to have him in my corner even Mm -hmm. if like no one else knows or if he thinks he can manipulate hagrid or even knows that like knows that hagrid is super powerfully magical again talking about using his wandless wandish all the things yeah wandishy things (laughs) (laughs) and wordless magic or any of that like if he thinks that he can like yeah don't worry about hagrid i got i got him i got him we're cool Mm -hmm. um so what else I, I think the last one that I can think of was just the, uh, again, back at Godric's Hollow, whatever happened to Voldemort's wand. Um, and the only people that were there to have taken Voldemort's wand would have been Hagrid or Sirius or Peter Pettigrew. Well, I think we sort of established that Peter took Voldemort's wand, right? We know we know that Peter is described... What happens to your wand when you, like... Does literally, I mean, I guess your clothes disappear too. Like it's just everything that's on you just becomes the animal when you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't know. I haven't studied enough animagus. No. Never mind. That that word. Animagus. (laughs) Animatizing. (laughs) Animagatin. I think the the reason it's weird is that it's never consistent, right? And it's right. inconsistent in the films as well. Right. Because obviously when McGonagall does the transformation in front of all of her students, she's, she's not going to be naked. <laughs> Coming back. That would be Same a... thing happens with Peter. Like he comes with all of his, as ratty as they they are, but yeah. there he comes with his clothes. But then we have serious come out in a damn like fur coat at King's Cross with Harry it's just like okay he's naked under a frick (laughs) yeah (laughs) why and Um. also like Voldemort whenever he comes out of a cauldron he needs to like conjure robes for himself um from because he's but this is because he's that weird baby that then (laughs) needs to go through the transformation Uh to to like become an adult again and I don't think it's ever really established why 
he needs because we've talked about this with Big Black Dog before as well, where we were talking about like he needs the snake venom, so they were regularly milking the guinea, and that's a not a that's an uncomfortable image. Yeah, it's <laughs> a fun job someone had to do. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, the original thing that we were talking about was what happened to Voldemort's wand. But oh, in my yeah. head, if you think that Peter took it, like. But I don't know that Peter was like, would he have gotten up into the room to steal the wand that was there in, in Godric's Hollow in the room where Voldemort was destroyed or whatever? Could he not just have gone like Axio Voldemort's wand? I guess you're right. He certainly could have. Mm-hmm. Well, because you think about it, if he was the servant who found him and then helped bring him back and then obviously Voldemort's like, my wand worm tail. Like mm-hmm. maybe he did have it with him that entire time. He just, Mm -hmm. you know, but he was just still in hiding in a kid's bed for multiple (laughs) kids. Percy, too. (laughs) Percy first, too. You know what I mean? It's just wild. Oh, yeah. Wild. Uh, We can talk about Hagrid chips. Yes. Let's do that. We can go back to Hagrid chips. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's one for it. Well, I get, you got to start with like the basics, right? Hagrid and Madame Maxime. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's a whatever, the canon y ish one. He found somebody like him and he was immediately enamored. Was there any other like reasons that he was like into her DTF except for that she was also a giant? I don't know. I feel I don't see. I don't think there were. And that's why I have such a problem shipping it. Because if you're if you just go off like personality similarities, um, people don't tend to go oh here's someone that thinks and acts like me therefore i must shag them so (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so to just have someone interested in someone because they're physically similar feels off to me or it it Mm -hmm. felt like an easy out it feels like a jk choice (laughs) (laughs) yeah like Yeah. yeah i don't i don't know and and part of me also thinks was it like attraction like romantically or was it the fact that one I could have I could see now I could see that being like a mommy kink of like the mother that abandoned him that he's finally seeing like a bigger woman coming and him like him Mm -hmm. opening up his heart being like I've never met anyone like me before like really it Mm -hmm. really moving him emotionally versus just being like damn look at that you know other half giant woman like I feel like there were a lot of other emotional things at play that were the reasons why he was drawn to her but I feel like more of it was curiosity because he's like it's so unknown to him he's like i've never known anyone else like me or probably ever met even a giant before so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of there were a lot of feelings at play when she walked into his life i didn't think about that yeah yeah neither did i and i it it sort of makes that potential relationship even creepier because you get the the whole you get the whole oedipal thing going on um Mm. i i hadn't considered that that's why he Mm -hmm. was so you know immediately enamored um but i did like that it sets hagrid up as a character who is romanceable yeah has who has romantic feeling and is therefore also just like Harry and Ron and Hermione and mm. whoever else, 
you know, is also going through that thing at the Yule Ball of, oh, I have these emerging yeah. feelings. You know, so I liked that, that it, it made Hagrid emotionally accessible in that way. Mm-hmm. I just, I, and part of the reason I don't get their ship is also because we don't know very much about Madame Maxime. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't know very much about Beaubaton. I'd love to know more about her history and her story so that if her character was fleshed out more, maybe I would see something between them. But she's really only there in the story as a foil for Hagrid and as a mm-hmm. plot device to, you know, to get to show Harry the dragons and... Uh, you know, and JKR does this where if she needs some Deus Ex Machina solution, she'll be like, "Here, have a character that can be conveniently <laughs> in the place." So, <laughs> so I guess that's why I don't really ship them as hard as I might otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that that because of that, uh, there's Hagrid fan fiction that does interesting things with him mm-hmm. but i guess my my question would be to the both of you are there any hagrid pairings that you particularly ship <laughs> yes <laughs> i'll let fee go first because then... okay well i i've said before i'm an equal opportunity shipper there's not mm-hmm. like there's only one person that they can end up with whatever like right. if you can imagine it sure be it you know if you can dream it, be it. Just like anyway. Don't yeah, anyway. Dream it, yeah. You got me, Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's one. Um, it's a little bit cracky. <laughs> but it's also continue. like, oh. Um the reason why, why Dumbledore has or the reason why Haggard has never been fired is definitely because he and Dumbledore are like Involved. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yes, he Dum- makes all these Dumbledore's into bears. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and if there's something else going on, then, and Dumbledore is gonna, you know, I trust him with my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, great man, Dumbledore. <laughs> great man. <laughs> and that's why he curses why. Dudley because he's like, you're you're insulting my partner that makes so much more sense yes yeah crackpot old fool old fool yeah and mm-hmm. that's why he attacks his son oh my lord okay okay no okay yes absolutely yeah yeah absolutely. and then you know if dumbledore is helping him out with getting his wand back into his into his umbrella like all mm-hmm. these things about why dumbledore is like pro hagrid mm-hmm. it's just you know it's just something thoughts. to think about huh. yeah. i see it <laughs> Do I want to see it or? I know. <laughs> I, I, just the things I am seeing at this moment because of this yeah. conversation is very <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. It's uh... Well, and you think about what's how many times has like either there's like a couple times in the series when you think about it when like Harry and them go down to the hut and like Dumbledore's leaving. Mm, yeah. you know what I mean uh... you know what I mean like just like oh yes we just had tea wink 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 <laughs> oh gosh oh, definitely man. room for shenanigans there <laughs> yes. yes and yes, a yes. rock cake <laughs> yes oh, gosh <laughs> what's the rock cake Nate what's that the euphemism for <laughs> I think he has a couple of them and I think they're usually eaten at once <laughs> You're <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! 
Well, you asked the questions. I did. Did you want the answer? <laughs> Well, this is an episode, everybody. This is oh gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, look, the first couple of episodes we tried to be polite about it, and it didn't mm-hmm. get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. So do you know what? You're just getting full Nathan now. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Mm-hmm. Of course, for me, I just I I'm just gonna go Hagrid and Snape. I'm just yes, <laughs> actually yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I was waiting for you to say this. <laughs> I know. It makes sense, though. <laughs> it's okay. oh, just, it's so good. Like, because Hagrid's another person who defends Snape, you know, when you think about it. Like, Harry's always complaining about him. He's like, no, Snape would never, you know, rubbish. He'd never try and kill you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I just, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, like, Snape just <laughs> needs some Hagrid time. He just has yes. has it rough, and yes. then he just wants it rougher later. I don't know. <laughs> Oh God! No, you think about how Hagrid um, sees all these magical creatures that are like prickly and yeah. you know nobody who would love a blast and it's and whatever exactly. exactly. And so you know when Hagrid looks at Snape, he doesn't see a cold prickly old man. He sees like you just need some love. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm here to give you that love. I'm picturing there like the courting story of like Hagrid slowly, you know, like trying to break mm. Snape down and him just not having none of it and slowly <laughs> it's just like and I could just see it he makes me sometimes when I think of Hagrid and like kind of like plotting or trying to be cute I just think of like, of like Spongebob like making that like smirk face of like it's like you know you want to laugh or I know you want to <laughs> smile or something like that and Snape <laughs> just being like oh my god like leave me alone like you just and of course like he'll call him like an oaf but it's completely like endearing and <laughs> all of that and oh yeah no I totally I totally see see them just of how ridiculous it is and but I I love it I love it mm-hmm. I just yep Snape with his <laughs> his daddy <laughs> I think the reason it should work is the reason that on paper it doesn't work at all which is that Snape is this really closed off emotionally guarded mm-hmm. very jaded very bitter person and mm-hmm. Hagrid is more or less his opposite mm-hmm. you know he's very very open and a little bit too forthcoming emotionally mm-hmm. and if anybody was sort of gonna match up in a even in a wholesome way even if it's not you know overtly sexual like their relationship could be absolutely healthy for one another where mm-hmm. they balance they balance each other out i mean i absolutely know that snape needs that love from somebody we've talked about that in the james lily yeah. severus episode mm-hmm. that snape just needs that space where he can feel that genuine love and appreciation and i think uh because hagrid is so open and honest and has really no ulterior motive mm-hmm. snape's going to be easier around that because he doesn't have to second guess himself he doesn't have to keep his occlumency shields up he doesn't have to be constantly worried that what he's saying is going to get back to anybody. Although, if Hagrid is secretly a Death Eater, nah. oh, that just complicates May- things well, even more. Well, maybe that's part of it because, you know, Snape's the double agent and he knows yeah. that, you know, Hagrid's involved. So the two of them probably maybe started yeah. off as just like 
oh, we're the inns at Hogwarts or whatever and like planning their strategies and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it, you know, turned into something a little bit yeah. more and it just... If they're each other's only confidence. Then yes. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but but now I'm picturing the graveyard scene, you know, where Harry is sort of... Um, Harry's, uh, he can't move anyway. He's immobilized yeah. and he's seeing all these Death Eaters appear around the, uh, you know, around him. And what is his reaction going to be when he sees this like huge silhouette right this ginormous guy with this tiny mask (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh you know everybody's supposed to be in masks and robes to be inconspicuous right so no one knows who they are and and Voldemort's just like two of my number have left me forever and then you just hear like but not me sir (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. And of course, I'm thinking as far as like, it could be argued that it's like, how, how is Hagrid so affectionate when, you know, he lost his parents, but the time he had his father, his father was affectionate, like he loved his father, his father Mm -hmm. loved him. So it's like he did grow up in a very loving household Mm -hmm. until his father passed. So as far as like, even as limited, and I feel like kind of like to a child emotional level is how his affection is, which is probably why his choices can be seen to be more reckless and naive because he doesn't have the, you know, the life experience, especially if he didn't have any other relationships, be that, you know, to a romantic side of things for years or however long like i just i feel like hagrid and the reason why he cares and loves animals so much is he sees some he sees a creature in need of care and he wants to provide that care and i feel like he would see that in severus because Mm -hmm. he's just like it's like like dude you just you just need a hug don't you and he's just like no 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 and you just see Hagrid like wrapping his head you know arms around his tiny little body lifting him off the ground and he's just like white face like just carrying his angry little boyfriend around Hogwarts grounds exactly exactly oh yeah oh 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 so now I now I have a headcanon that remember how um Harry and Ron don't show up on the train why yeah. was Snape mm-hmm. on the grounds? Oh, ho, ho. I know. <laughs> oh. Because he and Hagrid were having their little time before the feast, yep. and then they both see the Whomping Willow shenanigans. And so then mm-hmm. that's when Snape takes it upon himself, like, oh, shit, I got to get these kids. And of course, like, Hagrid's just like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> you're already on, on, you know, Potter's butt now. Like, it's just like... <laughs> So I could totally see. Let's that. be real; they were having a feast before the feast. Just oh a my feast gosh. Of a different kind. <laughs> Ooh la la! <laughs> oh, thank you for oh. this. <laughs> you are welcome to whatever this is. <laughs> okay, I feel who like else? I need I got... need that to be written. I need some Haggard and Snape, and okay. I. I... We'll, uh, we'll get there. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. Add it to the list of all the things we keep yes. asking people for and you are not providing. We are very hurt. We are, just, <laughs> we are so hurt. Look, I'm so glad you said it because I I wasn't going to. I don't want to be mean to the listeners. And no. I'm, uh, to be clear, that's not what I'm doing. No. I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing shade at you because I understand. Honest. Yeah. 
I understand that you have lives and that you're very busy and that you, you and know, your own you ideas. Fill... Yeah, exactly. You have to fill your lives with your own ideas. But if you have a spare hour and you're just like, hmm, let's head on over to Axio Fic on Tumblr yeah. to look through all the ideas that that these careful, considered, affectionate shippers have put together and curated for you, then. You know, if you just want to take one of those ideas and run with that, mm-hmm. I'm not stopping you. In no. fact, I'm encouraging you. Exactly. Go read those mm-hmm. and then write them so that we can talk about them. <laughs> we might even do episodes about them <laughs> on the pod. Exactly. Where it's like, look, someone took this idea and ran with it and made it golden. Yeah. So here's what you need to do. Today, <laughs> today we're going to be throwing a lot of like Hagrid ships at you. What I want you to do, listener, and I am speaking to you specifically now, I'm using my serious voice. (laughs) I want you to take a Hagrid ship and write that thing and then send it to us so that we can feature you on a future episode of the yeah. podcast. It's That's 200 words, little little drabbles. We don't yeah. care. Like something it would just be so much fun. Like be ridiculous, be cracky. Like you don't have to take it seriously. We don't care. We just want <laughs> stuff. <laughs> In case you didn't get this vibe from what we've done before, we love everything yes. we love everything <laughs> yeah just send stuff to us we, you know i i have had the pleasure of replying to some of your lovely emails about like fan responses to episodes and that's been amazing mm-hmm. now if you could just take that energy and write some fic <laughs> <laughs> we I love would... your effort but we want more effort <laughs> <laughs> i just i just I, I just need more thick in my life. I know. Okay. Okay. Nathan, did you say what? So what's what's your ship? What do you say? Well, I'm gonna yours? I'm gonna uh, talk about the big pink elephant in the room, and we're gonna go. Uh, oh my Hag- god. <gasps> we're gonna we're gonna talk now about Hagrid slash Lockhart. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you were going to go Umbridge. I thought you said, I thought you meant big, big, I'm sorry, I thought you meant Umbridge. I, we could talk. No, so, I, so, so now. So I don't, now, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Wait, I thought we didn't care what our listeners sent us. No, we have to talk about it now because you brought it up. Uh, and because we said we love everything. We and do. we can't, you know, I can't now backtrack on that. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to roll with it now because of what I just said. So congratulations. <laughs> I landed us in the crap. Okay. So first of all, we're going to talk about Hagrid slash Lockhart because I just, it's so bad. It's good. Yeah. I love this ship so much and the reason i think that this ship works is because it so shouldn't work on paper that it actually does like lockhart is this ineffectual bumbling uh person who's really only good with one specific kind of magic memory charms and hagrid as we've already established with the snape thing is like has this compulsive need to care for every single creature that is left behind by the mainstream Mm -hmm. who better than lockhart because he knows that he like i reckon that hagrid rumbles very quickly 
that Lockhart is this ineffectual bumbler because of the broken, there's no bones left thing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And so, and so they get around this by um, introducing a few bones of their own in the relationship. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, gosh. And of course, and of course, Lockhart went to Hogwarts however long ago. Like, so Hagrid already knows knows Lockhart and his history Mm -hmm. and probably his struggles in school. And what if they had some sort of, like, connection, like, you know, platonic, like, mentor student situation when he was in school of being like i really struggle and hagrid sees that in him and they actually had some sort of relationship beforehand and then when when he comes back of course all like look at all these amazing things i did and of course hagrid through the whole book is just like oh my god like what you know of you know fucking mess like he's just so (laughs) over lockhart and he's always going over there to convince him to like oh i'll give you my book or whatever it's like you know that he's trying to be like i'm the same person like there's you know and and hagrid's he's just trying so hard to get back into hagrid's good graces until you know finally he gives in because obviously (laughs) yeah yeah see my headcanon with lockhart is that at school he was exceptionally gifted and actually took to magic like a duck to water. And oh. this is why. And so while he was like away on his travels or the year after he leaves, he tries a memory charm and it like partly backfires, but oh. not to the not to the degree that we see in Chamber of Secrets. So he's still compass enough to know who he is and what he's doing, except that the bulk of his learned magical knowledge has just been completely erased. So he has all of the mm. the affectation and the pomp and the the ego, but mm-hmm. none of the actual substance anymore. Um yeah. and because like so I I, I want to draw a parallel here with Dumbledore where um we when Harry is talking to Elphias Doge and Doge is like oh yeah I knew him in school and then when he left he went on this like grand quest to search for the 12 uses of dragon's blood mm. or whatever it is I sort of think that Lockhart would have done the same thing but then for whatever reason he gets into a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. and has to use a memory charm on somebody and it kind of misfires and that's why everyone who taught Lockhart is still like oh yeah maybe he'd be a good defense against the dark arts teacher Uh, because no one realizes that this happened and obviously uh, he was busy making a name for himself, so he'd want to keep it out of the papers. So he would have fudged them off with something, you know. Um, but Hagrid is wise to this. Maybe Lockhart wrote to Hagrid after all this happened to try and be like, look, I know something's happened to me. I feel different. So that then when he comes back to Hogwarts, uh, he's like, I, I'm floundering in all my classes. Like, I, like I don't know what I'm doing and maybe the, the the sort of the emotional nurturing side of Hagrid then kicks in and goes you know but you're you're still Lockhart 
and mm-hmm. they and that's sort Aww. of the, the fluffy the fluffy side of that relationship can come out as well. <laughs> See, I turned it around. There you, you go. did not you didn't mm-hmm. think I'd be able to do it. I saw your face. <laughs> I knew I knew the minute I brought it up you were like, no, kill it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it back round. No, I am I... just that good. <laughs> I, I do love the idea of like what is it? Because like Lockhart is obviously someone who has all these admirers, you know, like he's obviously yeah. has like, it, like, but what is it? Like, like moms, middle-aged women are uh, just like yeah. throwing themselves at Lockhart. And, but he's just, I don't know if it's like his thing of like, uh, like I'm, you know, I'm for everybody sort of thing, like, or if it is his queerness or something like that. And I just, I love the idea of like this, like, kind of potentially like gorgeous dude being all about someone like Hagrid. I think that mm-hmm. that's great. I I love that. And Hagrid not understanding it. Like either just being for the longest time like you're messing with me. Like you're just you're just yeah. playing around with me and like I, you know, I know you or either I know you from when you were here before and how you were with people because I'm sure he was gorgeous in school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he used that to his advantage not to the Tom Riddle, <laughs> you know, extent of that, but I but I could mm-hmm. definitely see him getting away with or doing things using his looks in that way and for him to become genuine would take it would take a little bit for like Hagrid to see past though that kind of like personality traits you know of him as well as like why me you know like Hagrid would just be like why that doesn't make any sense that this this can't this this is a joke this is absolutely mm-hmm. a joke the end <laughs> <laughs> So for our listeners, there was a visual bit there of some eyebrow wiggling. I feel like I feel like you do that more now that I said that people don't wiggle their eyebrows so that you make a point of wiggling them at me at every opportunity. <laughs> I know, it's like people don't don't arch their eyebrow and I'm just like, I'm always arching my eyebrow. I'm like, huh? Maybe it's just because I say a lot of very sus things and you're just like calling me out on it subtly. Mm. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But yeah, we, we have a we have another ship to talk about. That ship is Hagrid slash Umbridge. Umbridge, oh apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's even more cursed than a Hagrid slash Lucius pairing, where it's like. <laughs> okay, where, yes, where... now that's next. Now that is yeah, next. I can see Hagrid slash Lucius. <laughs> Why is that easier than. <laughs> It's definitely way easier than Hagrid and Umbridge. I don't know. Okay, so when I think of Hagrid and Umbridge, not that there's like a ton of parallels between like Umbridge and Maxime, but it's like woman in like a high, like a holding like a higher position. Like maybe he's attracted to that. Like he obviously had Mm -hmm. his fallout with, Mm -hmm. you know, Madame Maxime for being like, you know, pr- pretending she wasn't who she was and and not owning up to the fact of, you know, that she was, you know, potentially half giant and that really hurt Hagrid. And even though, like, Umbridge obviously shows that she's, like, you know, like, looks down on half-breeds, as she mm-hmm. would say. So it's also hard to be like, it's like, okay, is that because she's trying to cover up her, like, kink for <laughs> Yeah. you know what i mean I like maybe she's like yeah. you know she's like oh i can't you know it's like no that's you know terrible awful whatever and then she sees hagrid and she's just like 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think um, it's her behaviour about like half breeds and stuff is analogous to. Do you know when like people that aren't sure yet about their sexuality mm-hmm. do a sort of internalised homophobia thing mm-hmm. of like oh this is weird like weird and it's, or wrong and, or mm-hmm. yeah and it's and maybe they, they confront that weirdness because at the time it's like oh it's 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 weird and different but what they don't realize is they're attracted to that weirdness because it's also part of their own identity mm-hmm. and i sort of feel like because umbridge is this really you know she's she's come up through admin in the ministry she's in this really respected position she has backed herself into a sort of arch conservative corner where it's like i have to support these political positions mm-hmm. however privately she wants nothing more than to be between his hairy thighs <laughs> And of course, I'm thinking like, was he, was Hagrid the first or was it Trelawney who was the first to be like sacked after like all the like teacher like sit-ins? Oh, I think it was Trelawney first um, because there's that big scene in the courtyard um, that, and then Dumbledore has to be like, uh, you know, you you can't banish teachers from the grounds. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I feel like Hagrid is sacked next. Yeah. So, because I feel like the reason why potentially he could be sacked, one, obviously, I'm sure she goes into it like, dude, what are you doing? But she sets her roles and standard of like doing, you know, the, the teacher reviews or whatnot and just can't stay away so she goes too many times and she's like well damn it i did this five times apparently i have to fire the guy like i just like, <laughs> i don't know like i just i have to follow my own rules i don't know but also the irony of her being an inspector for teachers whenever she is a horrible teacher right like just empirically is hilarious to me because it's such a critique of so i don't know if either of you are familiar with ofsted um which is sort of like so ofsted is the independent body that inspects schools so like mm-hmm. secondary schools in mm-hmm. i think it's uk wide anyway um it's such a critique of the way agencies like that critique the education system mm. because they only like they interrogate teachers through these really tiny pressure filled like 20 minute windows and mm. they don't really evaluate like the relationships with the students or how people with different learning capacities and and stuff interact with the material so as a you know much as i give jkr a lot of hate for the stuff she includes in books there are some things that still stand up to rigor today and Mm -hmm. one of those is her critique of the education system and the way that is held up so the so yeah no to bring it to bring it back to their relationship because i did have a point i know i meander it's a thing it's a thing that i do but she is a terrible teacher he is a terrible teacher Mm -hmm. i imagine that like secretly she goes to his hot to bitch about what a terrible environment it is Mm -hmm. to teach in like she doesn't really want to do it and because he is he'd rather be spending time with all the magical creatures Mm -hmm. he doesn't really want to be teaching classes i imagine he's only really happy when harry's in a class so Uh. that's like a like a quarter of the time (laughs) and then and, and then she's just like uh don't bring up the Potter child, you, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and, it's just, and to, so to try and distract him, they have um, 
sexy times. Yeah, but oh, but but doesn't she doesn't she try and um, oh no 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 I'm thinking of Rita Skeeter. <laughs> okay, here's another one, Rita Skeeter, because <laughs> <laughs> Rita Skeeter keeps going to Hagrid to like one wanted to know stuff about Harry like she wanted to get the dirt on Harry which then turned mm-hmm. around to him getting the dirt on Hagrid and what if she was a like a um like a snubbed lover like they broke up Ooh. and then all of a sudden she's like well all this stuff you told me in confidence is now going to be you know out there for everybody so like like what if oh like because what if they had a thing and then Maxime came and then it like it all fell apart and then of course if she was all spiteful and did all this stuff and there we go Hagrid oh. and Hagrid and Rita Skeeter everybody <laughs> and of course you know that um Rita Skeeter I imagine she'd like if they had any sort of sexual relationship she wouldn't be doing that for her benefit I don't imagine that she sees an attraction to Hagrid but like she's constantly uh, on the lookout for a new angle, a new story, a new mm-hmm. something. And she always has that quick quotes quill with her. Mm-hmm. What if the quill was out during their dirty talk? Ooh. Like, I'm just just, <laughs> mm-hmm. just putting that out there. Oh, yeah. Because apparently that's something that my brain came up with. Yeah, yeah, I need well, that fic, please. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, she's definitely like seducing stories out of people you think like Mm -hmm. even it's like you think of how creepy she was at pulling all those kids into a closet to like ask them really oh she's mega creep yeah and even in the movie when she's like winking at harry and you're just like oh my god like it's just (laughs) oh wow like yeah so no that that would make so much sense her getting the story from hagrid was definitely in a way that was you know a little bit a little bit after and i'm annoyed for miranda richardson because she's such a phenomenal actress um you know she was in blackadder she was in like the the late 90s version of um merlin she she's been in so many wonderful things and i just wanted more airtime for her as skeeter because i really feel like in the films they didn't give her enough to do and then Mm -hmm. they didn't get into her being the animagus plot twist at the end of book four uh, I just, I I really, I want more of a way in for her. And so if she had a relationship with Hagrid, that would be a way to do it. Um, again, I think this is maybe something for like uh, an 18 rated Harry Potter <laughs> TV series <laughs> later on. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, if, if that does end up happening and you're a producer of that series listening <laughs> to this episode now, get in touch with me because I have script ideas. <laughs> 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 nice. Yes. Okay. Do we also want to talk about Hagrid slash Lucius now? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why not? You do. You go. It's been a bit. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I don't know. <laughs> you, you say... I don't know. I. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to well, keep that. An- another one of like if Hagrid was a Death Eater angle, they know each other. Sure. From, from Death Eater work or. <laughs> whatever honestly from, I, from deathy to college yeah, yeah he's still a governor so he obviously goes in and out of the school yes. on the regular yes that's a possibility see you guys you're really good at like the how they get there and i'm just like yeah i don't i don't care how it happens all i can see in my head <laughs> is the established relationship this is what happens between the sheets kind of thing right no the, like, that's fine ha- too please like give ha- us that that's totally and acceptable <laughs> 
Um, when I think of Haggard and Umbridge, all I can think of is like the authoritarian dumb <laughs> in the bedroom. Yes. Just like giving it to Haggard. And he's like, oh, yes, mommy, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't, I, whatever, however they get there, sure. Do your thing. But right, I yeah. just need the scene of the. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, Lucius, it would have to be the same thing. He, yeah. Just he he sees Haggard and he knows what he wants and he wants to sit on that. Like, <laughs> you know, that's... oh, my God, that is perfect. I don't even think I need to say anything else. No, here for it. That's... Feel it. Yeah. That's... Oh, so good. But I also, there's so much in that scene, you know, where um, the where Lucius comes to Hagrid's hut to mm-hmm. announce that Dumbledore has been removed by the Board of Governors mm-hmm. for whatever. Um, and he's, and there's just that line, um, you call this a house? You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that wonderful moment of like, I wouldn't dream of intruding upon your. Mm-hmm. You call this a house, mm-hmm. and I and I just uh, I I can imagine him returning and just being like, uh, you know, this is my house now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I could also see like him keeping up appearances, like just like, oh, I have to play the like arrogant looking down on you sort of thing and then well maybe it's some floor foreplay action like maybe yeah. Hagrid's into that like it just mm. and what oh 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 okay so Hagrid's a death eater obviously so does Hagrid have a degradation kink no way he does not <laughs> Hagrid has so little self-confidence as it is <laughs> but maybe it's maybe it's different in the bedroom <laughs> oh, true. It always is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because what was it? Oh, because it's he gets taken away. It's the second book, so it is the instance when they come and take Hagrid away. So what if Hagrid yeah. didn't actually go to Azkaban? He just oh. went back to Lucius's for whatever time. And maybe they I'm didn't like... even have a thing yet. Like he was just like put up at the manor, and then all of a sudden things happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because the manor has to have a garden. The, and I say this because there are a load of, like, white peacocks in the hedges. Someone has to be maintaining that. And who better than a than a groundskeeper oh, who already geez. has experience with that sort <laughs> yes, of thing? Please. And it would explain Draco's hatred of Hagrid, where he's like, oh, that oaf. And it's because he sees him at the house all the time. All the time. And he knows... <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that there's a relationship going on between one of his parents and Hagrid. But the oh. thing is, he's not sure who. Because, oh my God, so what if they both have the hots for him? Yes! And, and, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and so they both try and be like, oh, Hagrid, I dropped my shears. <laughs> Oh, wow. (laughs) That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. (laughs) So there we go. So we have, yeah, Hagrid is like essentially the pool boy in this situation. Yes. And then we have Lucius and Narcissa probably not aware that each other are literally like trying to get with Hagrid and maybe Hagrid's completely oblivious it's like wow these people are really needy (laughs) (laughs) 
like it takes mm-hmm. like Narcissa like backing him up against the wall and just being like, "Well, geez, you're you're, you're really close." Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just making my day. That's all. I'm just. This is just gonna live in my head for the rest of the week. <laughs> This will be something to edit. Let me tell you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Feel free to snip out anything you need. Is there anything else? Any other ship? Any other trope? Any other Hagrid thing for his birthday that you feel like you need to do justice to the character by bringing up either of you? Just Hagrid for his birthday. He just needs all the love. Yeah. He needs all the all the love that he deserves. Exactly. We didn't talk about Hagrid slash Harry. I don't know that we need to or not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, def- <laughs> we definitely do. And I also, okay. I also want to talk about Hagrid slash McGonagall. <laughs> this, this is going to be an epic episode. <laughs> How this and why? <laughs> well, there are so well. many possibilities, though. Like Hagrid mm-hmm. is just that likable. We need yeah. to bear him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes! Yes. Wait, is is the entire purpose of Hogwarts not a front for Hagrid's secret harem? Oh. <laughs> he, he hosts many a tea time with many a people. Mm. <laughs> he's He always has rock cakes in the oven. Like, obviously, he's always prepared for some visitor. I mean, it's... Yes, absolutely. And I don't know if that we've, we've touched on this yet, but also, Hagrid is one of the only like mainstream characters in Harry Potter who is codified as effeminate, but that's not a problem. That's mm-hmm. part of his character. And so for his birthday and to celebrate him, I feel like we need to talk about the awesomeness that is that, at least. Yeah. Even in canon, he's always in a flowery apron. He's always crying. Mm-hmm. He's always got his heart in his sleeve. And this is a good thing. These are good qualities qualities presented as good mm-hmm. impartially and i cannot get over okay yes we shouldn't be celebrating one character in an mm-hmm. ocean or a miasma of characters that get left behind because they're mm-hmm. dealt with awfully yes i get that but let's celebrate the one instance where where femininity as a man is celebrated through Hagrid as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, because you don't think about it. We don't We don't necessarily, like, there are many reasons why we see him as ridiculous, but I feel like moments like that aren't those aren't the ones that stand out. Like, it's just expected for him. Like, even in the movies, like, when he's just like, Norbert, come to mommy. Like, we, it's like, we don't even <laughs> think about it. We're just like, he's just like, it's like, oh, of course he would be mom. Like, of course he would yeah. be mom. So, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And that, and then when Norbert is revealed to be Norberta, is it Norberta in the mm-hmm, book? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and has to go with Charlie. Oh my God, do we need to talk about Hagrid slash Charlie? We can talk about Hagrid slash anybody all day long. Just so, keep okay. coming. <laughs> yeah, so obviously part of why he's really into dragons. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh was so dirty. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh. I cannot believe I started however many months ago being like Hagrid what, and now being like yeah. Hagrid literally everybody, literally everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of love to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does, he does, and uh, this is why I also ship 
Hagrid in a poly context because mm-hmm. Hagrid has so much love that mm-hmm. it might be impossible for him just to share that with one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Fee, Fee, did you want to talk about Hagrid slash Harry? Um, sure. Only that is that's the fic that I wrote about was Hagrid slash Harry. Um, do you want to pl- plug your fic a little bit more? Oh my gosh, I can't. I can mention it. I I wrote it like a year ago, and I haven't looked at it since, and I'm not sure if it's even good. <laughs> Of course it's good. You wrote it. Why would it not be good? Okay, listeners, everybody go and read this thing now and leave all your kudos. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so I I wrote this fic. It was was for the Rare Pair Fest and it was just, uh, I think the prompt was... Something about Haggard gives great hugs and his beard is warm and it tickles him when he, when they kiss or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the extent of the prompt. And I was like, yes, yes, I need this in my life. And because, again, like reading all the fic that's on IO3 now that's Haggard slash Harry, it's always in the context t- context of like Harry fucks everybody, you know, and Haggard's just one of those people. One of the people. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. extent of it. And there's no like actual treatment of their relationship such that it may be so Mm -hmm. um i wanted to write that about how the the first person that harry is ever loved by that he remembers Mm -hmm. was hagrid you know like and it was unconditional and like automatic and immediate like there Mm -hmm. was no they were just ready to go Mm -hmm. um and that they were friends all throughout and just you know (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. know yeah yeah without yeah. without restating my fic you know scene by scene or it's just this they need it you know yeah and it in my fic i guess again hagrid isn't the instigator because he doesn't want to overstep boundaries he doesn't right. want to assume or hurt anybody mm-hmm. but harry is just a thirsty boy and yes. knows what he wants and mm-hmm. what he wants is hagrid's dick and they and yeah. and who isn't <laughs> Um, I also love that idea that fanfic arises out of a need to mm-hmm. adopt the phrase um, be the love you want to see in the world. Exactly. I feel, I feel like fanfic is that right, the love you want to see yeah. in the world. Um, ah. Because, you know, the, the world is an imperfect place. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in little contained stories, we can say it how it should be. Mm-hmm. And as you were describing, you know, the evolution of their love... Um, I could absolutely see that, you know, when both of them are, you know, have grown up and thought about it, that like actually all of these feelings that we've had for years have now built to a point where it's really wholesome. Mm -hmm. And I like that. But then also there is the side of fanfic that it's just like. Harry is is looking for his leather daddy, and that's not exactly a bad thing either. You need that yeah. indulgence sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So my thoughts: this talking about everything about Hagrid slash everyone. Mm-hmm. Do we think Hagrid has the capability of actually being in a healthy long term relationship, or do you feel like things would kind of fall apart, and that's why he would kind of like kind of like bounce around or take things as it was given to him if he's not someone who's like instigating things? That's a very interesting question. I definitely think Hagrid can be in a healthy relationship and there are few people that could have more capacity for love and wholesomeness and just genuinely being there for somebody than Hagrid. Um, Definitely there are considerations to take into account because of his uh, different physicality. 
but I definitely, uh, and I'm speaking partly as a disabled person here as well, I definitely think that a different physicality is not a barrier, it's an opportunity for exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that is just my very specific... His dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need, you need to stop. Uh, like sp- spying on my grinder. Also, do you know as well? I I will link that in the description for anybody, for anybody that might be interested. Um, now it's my turn to do the eyebrow wiggle. Okay. Oh, so, so yes, good. I, yeah, I I absolutely do think that Hagrid. Uh, can be in a in a loving, stable relationship, whether or not he meets people that are like minded and that want to uh, engage in that with him is another story. Because you know, for some people, you know, everybody's idea of perfect is different. Everybody's mm-hmm. idea of love is different, and I can see that because Hagrid is such a pure soul, that that's going to be a lot for someone like. Umbridge, who <laughs> is who is not that she, no. she's not that i don't see him being in a in a loving committed relationship with someone like Umbridge right. for a very long time mm-hmm. but the but their um their little fling could be very interesting and i do want to read that thing please please just send me fic i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm not even going to be specific just you know <laughs> care of magical shippers at gmail.com please just send things to me mm-hmm. am i giving you the impression that i bite because i don't do that without consent <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we you are we, a delight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get, I get that I'm a lot, but <laughs> with, within that, there are moments of lucidity and niceness. <laughs> um, there was another ship that we had to talk about. There was yes. somebody else, Haggard slash McGonagall. Yes, yes, that was okay. it. Thank you, thank you for bringing me back to that. Mm-hmm. So, just going off that moment in book five, where McGonagall steps in to try to save Hagrid from mm-hmm. going to Azkaban. And she's like, no, no way. I just absolutely see McGonagall and Hagrid being a thing. That, to me, is an example of a long-term Hagrid relationship that could work mm-hmm. because we talked about this in the uh, Lockhart slash McGonagall episode where we talk a little bit about her Pottermore article and it goes a little bit into her backstory, how she fell in love with a muggle, but then it didn't work out and I sort of feel like because Hagrid presents with a different physicality he he could have had like a lot of relationships but they didn't work out for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and I absolutely see them being first off confidants and then as time progresses they realize that there are more feelings there um for a start you know he is always baking and she loves biscuits you know i see the 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 correlation there between that and so maybe you know one time going over fatigue you know one thing leads to another and they just discover that there are more feelings there as well what if the biscuits that she offers harry were baked by hagrid oh my goodness i would love i would love that (laughs) but i also i also love the really adorable image of mcgonagall transforming into her cat form 
and sort of leaping into oh. le- n- leaping into Hagrid's lap like yes. not 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 in a sexual way please don't make that face at me please <laughs> that my face no that no no not, not you fee not you no megs was just doing a thing of being please don't let Hagrid be naked <laughs> please, please 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 no no, I mean just in just in a halter way. Like yes. Hagrid loves animals. Yes. McGonagall can transform into a cat. Oh. I don't. I don't see why they don't have that like cuddle time. Yeah, just I could as... see her curling up in his beard, like they're laying yeah. down for a nap, and she's just like you know, like does the little kneading biscuits, and then you know, curls up right there, and they're just like oh, like happy together. That just sounds so sweet. So happy together. No, let's not sing. Let's not do that. We thought um, this was going to be more of a musical episode, which it actually has not, which is really surprising. I'm surprised that I managed to contain myself because you know how sing-songy we all get. Yes. I, I'm surprised that we managed to keep it this professional for this long mm. <laughs> yeah it makes me feel um, so grown up and i did so finally make a... Ooh, why would you want to be grown up no i did finally make a pod playlist so we're starting to add some songs to that and it's pretty pretty all over the place i mean we have disney we have uh we have milkshake we have <laughs> Who doesn't need this in their life? So yes. I'm assuming the link to the Spotify playlist will also be in the description of this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and you should listen to that if you have nothing better to do, which clearly which clearly you don't because you're listening to this. And so, you're not writing us fan fiction. <laughs> no, no, you don't know that. Maybe someone's sure. listening to this right now. They're already and doing it. They're, they're putting pen to paper or they're typing, you know, and they're doing it. And you've just said they're not doing it. And they're, and they're <laughs> literally going to write fan fiction to prove you wrong and be like, I am re- I'm responding to this exact timestamp in this episode <laughs> where you said that I wasn't writing fanfic. But if we've established nothing else from today's episode, it's that you can literally ship Hagrid with anyone. Mm-hmm. And, and you should. And then... <laughs> Once you've done that, you should send that to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Is well, there yeah. anything else? <laughs> I, I don't think we could easily keep going. Like, but so I'm going to say after what? An hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> so, okay. So what I'll say is without going into description, what would be your Hagrid OTP? Like if you were to pick one that you're like, this is my favorite, what would it be? I can't answer that. I'm probably going to write a little ficlet for like each of the ones that we've just talked about. and um, Love it. <laughs> go from there. Well, I'm of course really excited about Hagrid and Snape. I just, I just <laughs> love that 100%. But with with Hagrid Lockhart being like a close second, because it's yeah. like similar, but for a different reason. Yeah, they're they're. Mm-hmm. Oh no! But I really love Lucius Narcissa, and yeah, <laughs> this is bad. Why did I ask this question, Nathan? Do you have one? Otherwise, I asked a really dumb question. <laughs> well, I I was gonna go with the weird like Hagrid triad of Hagrid, Lucius, and Narcissa mm-hmm. uh, that I randomly made up. Because I just I love it and I want to see that. Mm-hmm. In terms of in terms of the what's most wholesome and beneficial for Hagrid, 
I either think Hagrid slash Dumbledore or Hagrid slash McGonagall. Mm -hmm. Either either of those work for me. Um, And just a crack ship that I really, I want to see, but that we we haven't talked about extensively. Oh, let's see. Um, Hagrid slash Moody. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, which moody though? Like true oh, moody like, or true true moody? <laughs> okay. Like like proper real OG mm. Alison Moody. Um, and uh, because you know Moody is another guy that presents with a different physicality, mm-hmm. and I would just love to see how that works to get there. Love it. Well, <laughs> after <laughs> after all of that, <laughs> go team, go go team. So as far as what we'll be doing next time, we are finally touching. Well, okay, touching. (laughs) Can you you say it like that? Are you you sure? Do you want to, do you want to like roll back and try that again? This has been a a really, we've gone places with this episode. So I'm already places. We've gone deep. Yes. But I'm really excited because I'm amazed that it has taken this long. (laughs) Fee is losing it. can't breathe <laughs> it's taken this long but we're actually finally doing a draco malfoy ship we're doing yes. drevel so draco slash neville and from what i've read so far it's definitely i it's 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 its own thing like i'm a dreary fan you know for sure i ship draco with a lot of people when i started reading drevel it's it's very unique and different just because of, you know, who Neville is and whatever. And I cannot wait to talk about it. It's going to be so much fun. I am really excited for the opposite reason in that I love Neville as a character. <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so excited that we finally get to ship Neville with somebody. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I could do, I could just do a Neville centric episode and be quite happy about it, to be mm-hmm. honest. But th- this, this, I'm so excited that we finally get some justice for Neville. Um, and, well, whether or not it's justice because it's Draco remains to be seen. <laughs> but tune in for that episode in two weeks' time. So now are we? do we have a decent send-off yet? I <laughs> Well, I just, I just like bye because bye. It, it is, because yeah. it is what it is. I, I don't, I don't think we need to be like land ho. I know, I know. <laughs> Every time we're just like, oh, I just, you know, hey, so, yeah. So before, so, but before we do that though, I just want to send a like a quick little shout out to our social media links, mm-hmm. uh, as well as our Telegram voice. Thing. No, wait Thingy. a minute. Let me try, try that again. <laughs> I just want to do a quick little reference to our Telegram voice thing. And our no, my voice just decided to go up voice. two octaves. <laughs> our Telegram voice thing. <laughs> Come and send me all the voice notes. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let me let me try that again. Care of magical shippers at gmail.com will find us for any of your longer thoughts slash thick that you write that you want to send us please send us that um then you can contact us on telegram if you have any voice notes you can leave us a voicemail if you want to be at the cutting edge of 1990s technology do that thing all of our social media links are in the description for this episode contact us on those things although we are most active on tumblr 
So we can't wait to share Drevel with you next time. The end. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, should we should we freaking thank Fee for being on here with us? I mean, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for letting me join you guys. (laughs) Well, I mean I don't think, I say this every time we record an episode, but I don't think I've honestly enjoyed an episode more. Like Mm. this has just been its own entire energy. And just the fact that like, not to disparage any of the other guests that have been on, but just the fact that I know you both and love you. Mm -hmm. And like, I could just sit and talk to you all day. I know. and, And be quite happy doing it mm-hmm. so just the chance to to get to do this with you officially is uh is nice. awesome love it happy to be here thank you i love you guys a lot yeah so, so much love while you're waiting for the next episode all the shipping fun can continue online you can head over to all of our social media platforms like magical ship pod on twitter and instagram and care of magical shippers on tumblr You can get in touch with us by email at careofmagicalshippers at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message with all of your ship and fic thoughts and feels and have the chance to be featured on a future pod episode. We are also live on Patreon. Patrons have access to early episodes, bonus content, extended uncut episodes with all of our nonsense, ficlets written by me, exclusive merch, and a patron discord. Another easy way to show your love for the pod is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening.